Welcome to Crossbound Ministry, where my dad preaches the gospel. For I am crucified with Christ, and yet I live. Embrace the cross. Welcome to Crossbound Ministries, where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word? You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love, the cross requires, cling to the wall. Joseph's journey to Egypt. Amen. God orders each of our steps. God can even use our enemies for his good and his glory. Amen. Listen to what Genesis thirty-seven eleven says. And his brother brethren envied him, but his father observed the saying. And that was after Joseph revealed to his family the dream that God had given him, that they will, all of his brothers, will bow down to him, even his parents. The Bible says that his brethren, they, they envied him. And his father observed. What does that mean, observe the saying? Well, he took it literal. He, he took it into account. He put a lot of weight on it. He knew there was something real about it. Now, his brothers hated him, the Bible says. They couldn't even speak peaceably to him. They persecuted him. They even planned to kill him. They threw him in a pit. But through all that, Joseph remained faithful. We don't hear of him retaliating or trying to get even with them when he had the power to do so. But in fact, he chose to trust God. And he even told them at the end that God had sent me forth. In other words, don't be mad with yourself because they had sold him into slavery. Well, first, they were going to kill him, but then they decided, well, there's no profit in that. They threw him in a pit and they sold him into slavery. They took him over to Egypt, sold him to a man named Potiphar. Potiphar took him to his house, made him second in command, running everything at his house. Potiphar's wife wanted to lie down with him. He wouldn't do it, so she lied on him and said that he tried to take me. And so Potiphar threw him in prison. And then from there, God used him and raised him up to be second in command. But before all that, he had that dream that one day they'll all bow down to him. Now, how was he going to get from the time he had that dream to where he is in command or in charge? Well, God didn't give him that. God just laid it on his heart what he's, what's going to happen. And many times when God tells us to do something, he doesn't give us all the details. If we did, we probably ran. If Joseph knew everything that was going to happen to him, he might have ran from God. Just as many do today, just as many have done in the Bible. Take Jonah, for instance. He was running from God. Now, how foolish is that to run from God? Maybe you haven't run from him physically like Jonah did, but in your heart you are. In your heart you're, you're neglecting the call that God has put on your life. So Joseph's brothers hated him so much, the Bible says in Genesis 37, 20, Come now, therefore, let us slay him and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast 
hath devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. We'll show him, in other words. You think we're going to bow down to you? We'll see what comes of your dreams. Now, they went back to their father after he had been sold because he was his father's favorite. His father had made him a coat of many colors. And they took that coat and they poured animal's blood on it. And they took it back and they lied to their father saying he had been killed by some beast. Now, it's very amazing to me that their father had deceived his father with some fur on his arms. Remember Jacob and Esau? And now he tricked and got stole his brother's birthright. Now here, years later, he is being tricked by his own kids. It's what same thing he did to his father with a fur, a fur coat. He used fur on his arms because his brother was hairy. But what an amazing thing that is, is it not? How that sin had visited the very next generation and almost the exact same thing had been lied to and deceived by the same thing? That is incredible, isn't it? And the Bible has something to say about it. Visiting the sins and the iniquities of the second and third generation it talks about. So here they threw their brother in a pit and we'll see. Let's see what we're going to show him. If we're going to bow down to him. We will experience seasons of opposition in our lives as Christians. You hear me? But God is always in control. Maybe you're laying at the bottom of a pit with a broken bone that your own family have done to you. But you listen to me. God is in control. And we can learn that from the life of Joseph. See, Joseph's brothers may have turned on him and become his enemy. But God plans even our enemies. God allowed that. Now, that's a hurt that just hurts deep when, when your own family hurts. Because here he was, one of the youngest. And he had all these older brothers. What they should they have been doing? Looking out for him, watching over him, protecting him, looking out for him, taking care of him. But instead, they were the very ones that turned on him and hurt him greatly. Maybe that's the case with you. Maybe the ones that should have looked out for you and watched over you and protected you and took care of you. Maybe they were the very ones that hurt you the deepest and cut you the worst. But you know what? God can still use that like he did in the life of Joseph. Your enemies may envy you. They may persecute you. They may run you down. But yet, they're really, just like in the life of Joseph, they're serving God's purpose in your life and what God wants to do with and through you. And listen to me. God can use those trying circumstances in your life in ways that you would never imagine he can do things with those trying times with those hurtful times that you could never imagine and here's the thing you have got to trust god with it you might not even see it in your lifetime but for eternity's sake for what god is doing trust him and the truth is the more that you trust him the more faith that you have the more peace that you will have in your life because you know that god is in control Nothing can touch you without going to God. Remember when Satan went to Job, he wanted to go after Job? He had to go to God and get God's permission first before he could even lay a finger on Job. Why? Because you belong to him. If you're saved, if your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Look with me now in Genesis chapter 37, verse 27 and 28. Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh, and his brethren were content. 
Then there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver, and they brought Joseph into Egypt. Here they are. They said, well, we're not going to kill him. Now, don't let, let, don't let his blood be on our hand like we're doing something good, letting him off the hook. So we're going to sell him into slavery. And I tell you, if it weren't for, I believe it was Reuben, they said, well, wait, wait no, let's not kill him. Let's just throw him in the pit. And Reuben had intended on coming back and getting Joseph out of that pit and taking him back to his father later because it said his heart was vexed when he came back to get him. And so he didn't want nothing to do with that. But the other brothers did. They sold him for 20 pieces of silver. Isn't it interesting that Jesus was also sold out for 30 pieces of silver by Judah? And here, Joseph is being sold for 20 pieces of silver. Why? Because jealousy and envy had developed in the heart of Joseph's brother. And they betrayed him. They hurt him. And they sold him into slavery. And they lied to their father about it. Saying he had been killed. Do you ever feel that your friends and maybe your family don't appreciate you? You just remember Joseph. You've been hurt by your family? You just remember Joseph. What happened to him? See, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12 says, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Does it say a few? Does it say many? No, the Bible says, and all. That will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All, that means everybody. If you're living for the Lord, if you're sold out for Jesus, the devil's coming after you. And we're no match for him, ladies and gentlemen. The only thing that is, is the Lord Jesus Christ. God and his word is our protector, our guider, and everything that we need. Right? We're no match for him. But Jesus is. Even Michael the archangel would not contend with Satan when they were disputing over the body of Moses. God had hid the body of Moses. Satan was looking for it because he knew if he raised it from the dead, he could mislead lots of God's people. So God hid it. And so here, him and Michael the archangel are disputing of it. And Michael the archangel wouldn't even take Satan on. He said, the Lord rebuke thee. You know that it is, what is required for a person to be used of God it is required of a man that he be found faithful, not successful, not good looking, not tall, not rich, not powerful, but simply faithful. And if you're looking back at the story of Joseph being sold into slavery, it seems that the opposite of success was happening in his life and the opposite of God's plan even what looked like an absolute tragedy was really just another step in God's journey that he had for Joseph. You ever look at your tragedies that way? Man, this is horrible. This is horrific. I can't believe this happened. Really? Or is that just another step in the journey that God has for you, just like in the story of Joseph? See, Joseph's faith never wavered. He knew God was in control. God had Joseph's life planned out. All Joseph had to do was simply obey and be the instrument in God's hands to be a tool to be used of God. How much input, how much wisdom does a tool have in your garage or your shed? It has nothing. It is simply designed to do a job What when it's in your hand. Listen to me. 
You are designed to do God's work when you're in His hand, when you're saved, when you're born again. You just, all you have to do is simply be obedient and let God do all the rest. I like as one old preacher would say, trust God and leave all the consequences up to Him. It's all His anyways, right? It's His work. It's not mine. It's His message. It's not mine. It's His book. It's not mine. I can simply tell you the truth and what you do with it is on you. And that's the same. We're commanded to tell people about salvation. We're not commanded to see people saved. We are commanded to tell them how to be saved, though. Amen. And anytime you obey God, it's, it's, a, it's a win. It's success. Why? Because you obey God. That is the success. Not what happens. But you simply obeying God. Don't you know that pleases the Lord? The Bible says without faith it is impossible to please Him. Genesis 39 verse 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Now hold on a minute. Joseph had been thrown in a pit. Took by, by his brothers. Sold into slavery. Took a, got hauled over to Egypt, bought by a man named Potiphar as a slave. He brought him to his house. And the Bible says, and the Lord was with Joseph and he was a prosperous man. Yes. I love that in the story of Joseph. All the things that happened to him got sold into slavery and the Lord was with him. He got bought by Potiphar as a slave and the Lord was with him. He got thrown in the jailhouse and the Lord was with him. Amen. Where is the Lord at with you? The Lord is with you. You, you just simply need to be obedient. And you say, well, preacher, I don't feel close to God. I don't know where he's at. I don't even know if he's listening. I don't know if he cares. If you're a child of God, he cares. Let me tell you, God said, listen to this verse now. Draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never moves. So if we've moved away from God, it's our fault. And we've got to take a step toward God. Listen to that verse again. You draw nigh unto me, and I will draw nigh unto you. The first step is ours, because God never changes. Absolutely. Amen to that, and I'm so thankful for that. He doesn't have a bad day. He didn't wake up mad. He didn't get aggravated. No, sir, no, ma'am. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You just simply have to do like Joseph. Continue and remain to be faithful through any suffering, any trials, or any circumstances. He was betrayed by his brothers, sold into slavery, accused wrongly, imprisoned, unjustly. Nevertheless, through all those hard circumstances, Joseph's faith was strengthened and God blessed him on his journey. You know that there's nothing that's worth its salt that's not been tested. I challenge you to go pick up any product in your home, toaster, hair dryer, your oven, your refrigerator, whatever it may be. Every one of them's got a UL listing on that. Do you know what that means, that UL listing? That means it's been pushed and pushed and pushed until we know how much it can take and we know its breaking point. It has been tested, and this stamp says that. It approves that. It says, I know how much it can handle. I know how much it can take. God knows how much you can take. And he's going to test you. And that testing is meant to grow you, to make you, to mold you. 
to build the character in your life, to make you the person that God wants you to be. Because if God had taken Joseph, that 17-year-old boy that had a dream that his family and everybody else was going to bow down to him, if he'd have taken that boy and gave him that power at that time, he'd have been the most useless, worthless leader of all time and so full of pride. But you know what God did? God took him through God's training grounds. He broke him down so he could build him up so that he'd have the character at that time that he needed it. Amen. That may be what God is doing in your life. Listen to this verse. But the grace, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. We don't like that suffering, but according to the Bible, it's actually good for us. Listen to the last part again. After that you have suffered a while, it will make you what? It'll make you perfect. It'll establish you. It will strengthen you. It will settle you. First Peter chapter 5 and verse number 10 is that verse. So according to the Bible, that suffering is meant to do work in your life. It's meant to change you to make you to mold you and true victory ladies and gentlemen true victory and persecution is when you can see god behind the scenes working out his wonderful purpose in your life and when you can't see that you'll become bitter angry hateful mad and we all i know sometimes my character gets off something can happen and i think i respond in such a way that i know that i failed or, or, or something came out of me that I know that I shouldn't said. Or I react in a way that I know that I shouldn't have reacted. Why? Because something set me off. And I was wrong for that. But God wants me to look at that and grow from that and go, wait a minute. There's something down there you need to work on. There's something down there that you need to fix. And maybe God brings that into our life so that it does bring it out. So that we do see that, hey, there's something there I, I need to work on. Uh, I need to trust God more with this. I need to give it to the Lord. I need to fix this in my life. You see, God forms Joseph's life and found him faithful through trials and testings. And I'm sure Joseph had a daze. And if you read the Bible, the, his brothers later said that when he was in that pit, we heard the anguish of his soul. That means he was hurting. He was probably crying. He was wailing. He said, let me out of here. And that they... They didn't listen to him. They totally ignored him. And they said, that's why this trouble has come upon us. Because we ignored the anguish of his soul. So he had something coming out of him that wasn't good. He was laying down there hurting probably. But perhaps, listen to this. Listen to me. Perhaps the greatest test of Joseph's life would be when he was exalted by Pharaoh to be second in command over all the land. The most powerful person, as far as a man goes on the planet at the time, takes this young man and makes him second in charge over everything that he has. And not only that, gives him lots of public accolades. Listen to what he says in Genesis uh, chapter 41, verse 39 and 40. And this is Pharaoh talking to the people about Joseph. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, for as much as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou.
Man, that's something, isn't it? The Pharaoh's telling him, there's nobody around here that's any smarter than you. You are wiser than all. And listen to what he says about his house. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. You're going to rule my people, and every word you say, they're going to obey. That's exactly what Pharaoh was telling him. The only person that's going to be greater in the throne, and then that's going to be me. Boy, that's getting lifted up, isn't it? That's given a lot of power. And to some, being made ruler of Egypt would have been a dream come true. Look at all this power, this prestige I got. Man, I'm, I am second in command. There's almost nothing that I cannot do. I am the second most powerful person on the planet. Boy, that could have went to somebody's head big time. But God had prepared Joseph for this day. He had put him in God's training program. He didn't send him to an Ivy League college to get a big degree. No, sir. He threw him in jail for a while. He let him be a slave for a while. Why? So that he could learn how to lead. God's ways are not our ways. So Joseph, that position was actually... He occupied that position. It, it was very difficult. It was very heavy laden. It had tons and tons of responsibility. All the decisions to be made. And if you've never been in a position like that where you have so much weight on you and so many people dependent on you, uh, it's not physical work, but it is exhausting because the responsibility falls on you. Whatever happens, good or bad, it's your fault. Everything, let me say that again, everything rises and falls on leadership. That's how much emphasis is put on it. Think about this, even from a worldly standpoint, when a company's bought, they don't come in, they don't cut out all the little guys. They get rid of the leadership. We're going to change this company, they'll change, they're going to change the leadership. Absolutely. The same people will still be working out in the factory. They're going to, why? Because it's the leadership's responsibility. Everything that happens good or bad so going back to joseph now he has that responsibility and many many if not millions of people depending on what he says in his word being second only to the ruler of egypt you know that brought a temptation that saying that ultimate power ultimately corrupts is very true it's very very true i know of one organization that only lets their their head leader stay in one place for two years and they move them to the next place why because they're so powerful they can easily be corrupted by those that are around them and so they move them around and so some might boast they might take credit for those achievements but joseph did not he realized that god is the one that raised him up but god is the judge and he put it down one and set up another that's in Psalm 75, 7. Even in the Old Testament, in Daniel 2, 21, it says, He removeth kings and setteth up kings. God is in control. What do you have to do? Remain faithful and depend on God. Even when challenges get bad? Yes, sir. Depend on God. Joseph remained steadfast and he remained faithful. He never forgot who blessed him. God blessed Everything he did because Joseph knew he was there because God put him there and he was going to be faithful to the work that God would have him to do. What was it? To feed that nation, which was going to be the nation of Israel, God's chosen nation, the 12 tribes of Israel, to give them a place to stay. He even told his brothers, don't be sad at yourself. God has sent me forth. 
Why? To make a way, prepare a way, just as the Lord Jesus Christ came forth to make a way, prepare a way for me and for you that we might be saved. Listen to me. If you don't know if you're saved, the Bible says today is a day of salvation. Realize you're a sinner. One day you're going to die and you need a Savior. And that Savior, the only Savior, is the Lord Jesus Christ. How do I get saved, preacher? You realize that the Lord Jesus Christ died on that cross. He was buried and that he rose again the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Repent of your sins and put your faith and your trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.